Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Can we give God a hand clap of praise? Hallelujah. One of the things that I I thought about as my wife was speaking, as the old saints used to say, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. And it's, it's difficult to declare that in seasons of hurt, in seasons of mourning, uh, but it truly is true that God is good all the time. But I want y'all to know this morning that my heart has been heavy over the course of this week. Um, I lost a, somebody that I not only consider a colleague or a co-laborer in this thing called Christendom, but I also considered him a brother and a friend. So my heart has been heavy. It's been one where I've been trying to grasp what God is doing and why God is doing the thing. But I had to remind myself that his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. But as my wife declared, Pastor Tony Tate passed away and transitioned to be with the Lord on this week, actually Monday of this week. My heart has just been heavy. But I ask that you pray for his wife, of course, Pastor Natasha Tate. I ask that you pray for Mariah Joy. And I was just thinking, I have a daughter that's three years old as well. I don't know how she would even be trying to comprehend that her dad is not coming home in this moment. So let's pray for Mariah Joy. Let's pray for his family, his friends, and of course, his church family. Um, So pray for me, y'all. Pray for me. I'm struggling to grasp what the Lord is doing. Let us go to Genesis chapter 37. And when you have it, if you could stand to your feet. Pastor Natasha Tate, I'm not sure. Even if you hear this from someone else, we're praying for you. We love you. You have a church family here in the Way Church. That's trying to hold on to God as you are as well. But we're going to undergird you and lift you up. The Bible declares in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 26, that when one member of the body suffers, we all suffer. We're suffering with you on this morning. I want us to go to verse number 18. Genesis chapter 37, verse number 18. I want to look at verses 18 through 20. I've been on this sermon series called Lord Stretch Us, and I want to continue in that vein this morning. The Bible declares this. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. Now when they saw him afar off, speaking of Joseph, even before he came near them, they conspired against him to kill him. Somebody say his brothers. Then they said to one another, look, this dreamer is coming. Come therefore, let us now kill him and cast him into some pit and we shall say some wild beast has devoured him. We shall see what will become of his dreams. The 
Bible says in verse 19, they said to one another, look, this dreamer is coming. Come, therefore, let us now kill him and cast him into some pit. I want you to be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject this morning, the price of stretching, the price of stretching. The promise of stretching will always come at a price. Whenever God wants to stretch us, it's going to come at a price. So beyond our willingness to come into agreement with the place of stretching, we as believers must also be willing to pay the price of stretching. Somebody say the price. There's this price. Therefore, if we want to receive the promise of stretching, we must ask ourselves, are we willing to pay the price. I've got to ask myself that. And I want to come as a quick recap. We learned on last week that the place of stretching is also a place of pressing. Whenever you're in intense pressure, God is trying to stretch you. I I, I said it's the place of pressing. Then I also talked about uh, this place of stretching being the place of pruning. Somebody say pruning. And then I said it's the place of prayer. You'll never get revelation concerning why God is stretching you if you never find yourself in the place of prayer. And here's the good news. It's also a place of power. I I said that last week. If I can just find myself in the place of stretching, God will give me power. I revealed last week that the place of stretching is ultimately where the Lord wants to reveal his plans for our stretching. But even more, it's the place where we decide if we're willing to submit to the price of stretching. I need y'all to stay with me this morning. Uh, And here's what I said about stretching. It's where God wants to take us from promise to potential. Uh, Matter of fact, I mean potential to promise. Many of us stay and die and dwell in this place because we don't want to be stretched by God. So we've got to ask ourselves, am I willing to pay the cost? Because your capacity in God will always come at a cost. Y'all thought it was going to be yes and amen. No, it comes at a cost. And here lies one of the reasons why many believers fail to feel or fulfill their capacity in God, because many can't handle the cost of stretching. Uh, we've got to be able to handle, handle the cost, handle the cost. Uh, we learned last week that stretching is God's means of getting more out of us. Whenever you feel stretched by God, just know God is there. There's more in you. There's more in you. Tell your neighbor there's more in me. There, there's there's more in you. Whenever we're we're being stretched by God, there's there's more in us. And hear this. I, I, I need us to understand this as well in terms of stretching. Uh, it's the place where we decide. And I said this, if we're going to pay this cost, pay this cost. But but hear this. It, it, when God wants to do more in us, he's really saying that there's more I want to do in you. There's more that I want to do through you. And there's more that I want to do for you. But I need y'all to understand even beyond the more it's critical to understand this more of God will all always watch this require more of you y'all know many times we pray God I want you to do more in me more through me and more for me and we think God is just gonna move on his own whenever we ask God to do more in us it requires more of us 
There's this price. And this is why Luke 12, 48 reminds us to whom much is given. Somebody say much is required. There's much required of me. Therefore, our ability to receive another level of capacity in God is determined by our acceptance of what is required of us. The price of stretching. This means even after we come in agreement with the place of stretching, we must also accept the price of stretching. If we're ever to receive the more of God that he wants to do in our lives. And hear this. This is where I believe we find Joseph in our text. As God orchestrates his stretching, Joseph submits to the price of stretching. And notice what he endures. He endures what many would consider scandal, what many would consider sabotage, and what even many would consider suffering. This is what Joseph endures, but really it's the price of stretching. Some people uh, 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 misconstrue the perspective on stretching. We think that somebody's trying to scandalize my name. We think that somebody's trying to sabotage my walk in God. Many of us think that we're enduring some unreasonable suffering. And God says it's the price of stretching. It's the price. Somebody say it's the price. It is here where the capacity of Joseph was secured because he paid the cost. We, too, must pay the cost in order to receive the capacity of God in our lives. And I believe we can glean from Joseph's encounter in Genesis 37. But I want to drop off a disclaimer before we examine our text. Whenever the Lord is stretching you, it will always cause the enemy to conspire against you. Whenever God is stretching you, it will cause the enemy to conspire against you. I need us to notice something in verses four and five of our foundational text. The Bible says, and when his brothers saw that his father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Oh, y'all got to stay with me. And now Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even the more. And because his brothers hated him, notice what happens in verse 18 of our text. Now, when they saw him afar off, even before he came near, they conspired against him to kill him. I want you to know why is this significant? Because whenever we come in agreement with the Lord's plans to stretch us, the enemy always plans attacks against us. Whenever I come in agreement, God, I want you to do more in my life. The enemy plans attacks against us. He's going to conspire, conspire. Uh, Your agreement with God always invites, hear this, the attacks of the enemy. Many people don't understand why attacks come their way. But whenever I come in agreement with God, I invite attacks. Oh, y'all don't like that. But we invite attacks. That's the price you pay. So here's a word of wisdom. When the works of the enemy are prevalent in your life, that means this is good news that you're in the will of God. Whenever the works of the enemy are prevalent in my life, that's good news, y'all, because that means I'm in the will of God. Oh, I know we may not like this, but I'm glad that when I can see the works of the enemy, that means I'm in the will of God. I believe it. I notice this. This is why we never hear mention of Joseph being dismayed, disheartened, or even having disdain in our foundational text because Joseph knew what looked like attacks were really just to advance him. Whenever the enemy sets up attacks in our lives, it's really just to advance us. 
Oh, stretch him, stretch him. So hear this. If you don't have the right perspective of stretching, you'll miss the price of stretching. This is why many believers fail to pay the price of stretching because their perspective is off. God wants to increase your capacity. So we must expect the enemy to conspire. Somebody say send attacks. And watch this. When you fail to pay the price of stretching because of the attacks, the enemy fails to be your footstool. Many people give up in the journey because we see the attacks of the enemy and we say, God, that's too much. Notice what Job's wife told him when the enemy was attacking him. Why don't you just curse God and die? But if I never invite the attacks, the enemy never becomes, watch this, my footstool. We love to declare that the enemy will be our footstool, but we've got to invite the attacks. He desires for the enemy to be your footstool. And this is why the Lord said in Psalm 110, 1, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. We have to declare that the attacks of the adversary are for our advancement. Many of us just don't need to let those being used by God conspire against us. Just let them conspire because God will use them for your, your capacity. And so I just wanted to drop that off, that, that whenever we're going to be stretched by God, whenever God is going to try to increase our capacity in him, we've got to expect the enemy to conspire. And here I'm going to do something a little bit different this morning. We're going to examine our text, but I know I usually walk the text, but I need us to look at um, Genesis 37 in totality. So here's the first thing I want you to know. One of the things that's going to cost you if you're trying to increase your capacity in God, when God stretches you, it's going to cost you your consent. Uh, if you're taking notes, I need you to write that down. It's going to cost you consent. Somebody put that in a comment box. Uh, your capacity will cost you your consent. Joseph's name in Hebrew is Yosef, and it means he increases. And, and why is this significant? Because 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 reminds us that it is God alone that causes the increase. I need y'all to stay with me because when God chooses to stretch us, it will cost us our consent. In other words, we don't have a say in if, in when, or even how God chooses to stretch us. I have no consent. I will tell you, neighbor, I don't have any consent. We have to, we just have to submit because when God desires to stretch us, it is not up for debate. I know we don't like that. And this is why things seem to happen out of the blue. Because when God does a thing to stretch us, we don't have any room to negotiate. Uh, and here lies one of the problems with many believers when the Lord wants to stretch us. We want to negotiate and even navigate our stretching. But hear this. Matthew 6 and 8 reminds us that he knows what we have need of, not us. I don't even have the capacity to know what I really need in God. Matthew 6 and 8 reminds us that it is God who knows what we have need of. But even more, the reason we have to give up our consent when the Lord stretches us is because not only does he see our need for stretching, but he is the only one that can supply the need. This is why Philippians 4:19 declares, and my God shall supply all. Somebody say all. Your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And why? Somebody might be saying, Pastor Keith, I get all of that. Why is this significant? Because we have no clue concerning our capacity. So we might as well give up consent. 
the reason why I, I don't want to negotiate with God, I don't want to try to navigate with God, because I have no clue of the capacity in which God is trying to take me. So I've got to give up consent. Somebody say, give up consent. Uh, the Lord knows what he wants to do in us. And the Lord knows how he wants to accomplish it. Many of us need to just stop trying to negotiate with God of, of concerning a thing. Watch this, that we know nothing about. This is why when seasons like this arise and I try to uh, uh, um, rationalize things in my head, I've got to know, I've got to give up consent. Because I don't know what God is up to. So many times I've just got to be quiet and stop trying to negotiate with God concerning a thing that I know nothing about. I hate when folk try to come and speak the mind of God concerning a thing that they know nothing about. Listen, this week I, I, I've been in a place of great silence and my wife was even asking me, did I, did I text Natasha? And I did not text her because I did not want to text her a thing that I know nothing about. Many of us can make things worse trying to negotiate and navigate a thing that we know nothing about. God says, give up, give up, give up consent. Uh, we want to negotiate the assignment of our stretching. We want to negotiate the adversity of our stretching. And watch this week, many of us even want to negotiate what type of anointing we'll receive as a result of our stretching. Yet however God appoints our stretching is best for us just to accept it. Somebody might be saying, why? I, I thought that I could ask. God would give me the desires of my heart. I thought if I ask a thing by faith, God would do it. Not when it comes to stretching. Because Psalm 37, 23 declares that he orders our path. Proverbs 19, 21 declares that, watch this, he overrides even our plans. And Romans 8, 28 declares that he ordains our purpose. Uh, we don't know the path that we should take to increase our capacity. We don't know the plans that will produce our capacity. And we have no idea of the purpose for our capacity. So we might as well give up our consent. Our hearts cry, hear this must be, Lord, however you want to do it. However you need to do it. And watch this, no matter why you need to do it, God, stretch me. Many of us don't like that. God, whenever you need to do it. God, however you need to do it. And no matter why you need to do it, God, stretch me. Watch this because it's always for his glory. Somebody say it's always for his glory. And hear this. The reason why giving up our consent is so significant is because when you fail to give up consent, I need you all to hear this. Then we find ourselves fighting with God. Whenever I don't give up consent and I fail to give up consent, I find myself fighting with God. And notice what Acts 539 says. But if it is of God, you cannot overthrow it unless you even be found to fight against God. And this is why many believers have failed to fulfill their capacity, because many believers are fighting with God. Tell you about your neighbor, that's a battle you can't win. And this is why the price of stretching will always cost us our consent. I know we don't like that. I know we want room to negotiate. I know we want to come and make pleas and bargains with God. 
But when God is stretching us, it's going to cost us our consent. So the first thing I need us to know, the price of stretching, you got to give up that consent. Here's the next thing I want you all to know. The connections you have can either hinder you or help you take hold of your stretching in God. And this is why the price of stretching will also cost you some connections. Somebody say connections. I need y'all to put that in the comment box. Those that are watching online, it will cost you connections. And I made mention of this last week, but consider what Joseph lost in order for God to stretch him. Notice what the text says. It says he lost connection from his land. He was he left Canaan. It also says he lost connection from his bloodline. Somebody say his brothers. And he also lost connection from his lineage. Somebody say his father. And why are these connections so significant to the stretching of Joseph? Because his land, his lineage, and even his bloodline had no revelation concerning who God had called Joseph to be. And many of us are connected with folk who have no revelation of who God has called us to be. So, so those losses, somebody say they were necessary. And when you have no revelation concerning my capacity in God, you will always be a hindrance. Watch this to my manifestation in God. When people have no revelation of who God has called you to be, they will always talk you out of of what God told you. They will always be somebody say a hindrance. There were some necessary losses that that I had to take along the way when God was stretching me. Because they were always a hindrance to my manifestation. And although we may not like this, the reason why many believers have failed to take hold of some promises in their lives is because of some people that they are still holding on to. Somebody say the wrong connections. And consider these connections of Joseph that I made mention of earlier. His land and his um, his family, uh, they were considered strangers. Watch what verse one says. Now, Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger. Somebody say a stranger. His bloodline scorned him. Notice what verse eight says. And his brother said, shall we shall you indeed reign over us or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even the more for his dreams and his words. They scorned him. And notice this even about his father, his lineage second guessed him. How many mamas have second guessed their children? Verse 10 says, so he told it to his father and his brothers and his father rebuked him. And said to him, what is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall you shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come down and bow down the earth before you? Ah, They had no revelation of what God was trying to do in the life of Joseph. And watch this. Therefore, they attempted to refute all that God was trying to do in Joseph's life. There's going to be some necessary losses along the way. And I know we may not like this. I know this may seem difficult to many of us, but this is why the price of stretching will cost you some connections. If not, the wrong connections can be costly. Here's a word of wisdom. The connections you have to convince are really carnal. Any connections that you got in your life that you got to convince about what God is doing in your life, somebody say they're carnal. 
that they're, 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 they're carnal. Notice what 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 declares. But the natural, somebody say the carnal man, does not receive the things of the spirit of God. For they are foolish to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. And if you think, if they think you're a stranger, in other words, not walking with God. If they scorn you and if they second guess you, then that's a carnal connection. I don't waste my time with carnal folk. If you're going to scorn me, if you're going to second guess me, if you don't believe that this is of God, then watch this. You are carnal. I can cut off carnal folk easy and watch this. You may not like this, but your brother can be carnal. Your best friend can be carnal and hear this. Your boo can be carnal. So the question we got to ask ourselves, what means more to us? The connection or the capacity that God is trying to get out of you? I've got to ask myself that critical question. I know you love them. I know that's your boo. I know that's been your best friend since kindergarten. I know all of that. But you've got to ask yourself if that connection is so dear to you or is it more about what God is trying to do in you? Yo, 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 your capacity. There's some folk in my former season that I thought it was going to be difficult to let go. But I had to realize that what God was trying to do in me was more important to me than the connection. If it's your capacity in God, then it will cause you to cut off what's carnal and cost you some connections. For many believers, watch this, when they don't want to lose some connections, it's because you really like carnality. Y'all don't like that. Really what I'm saying, if it's some folk that I'm unwilling to cut off, the same folk that told me, no, that can't be of God. No, you can't leave me yet. You still been helping me try to heal and get through this situation, even though God is calling you to another place. Really what you're saying is that you like carnality. We got some folk in church that like carnality. We got some folk preaching that like carnality because you still got some carnal connections. This is why we're admonished in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. Come out from among them and be ye separate. Because your fellowship with those that are carnal, and hear this. Somebody say, I'm not talking about sin. I'm not talking about sin. Folk that don't have the mind of God are carnal folk. You know you got folk that can that can dedicate all their time to nonprofits helping folk but don't have the mind of God. If I am connected with somebody who does not have the mind of God and it, and, and is not concerned about the things of God, they're really carnal. Oh, y'all don't like that. That's going to help some folk. They they they're carnal. They will always cause you to fail to feel and fulfill your capacity. And this is why the price of your stretching will cost you some connections. So, so notice this. Uh, it's going to cost you connections. Hear this. Not only will it cost you connections, not only will it cost you your consent, but it's also, I think this is one of the most difficult things for believers. It's going to cost you comfort. Put that in the comment box for, for me. It's going to cost you comfort because when the enemy conspires against you, when you have to give up your ability to negotiate and navigate, and when you lose some connections, it will put you in a place that challenges your comfort. 
right. tell, tell your neighbor, it's going to challenge your comfort. This is why the price of tre- stretching will cost you your comfort. Why? Because hear this. Why? Why is the Lord making me uncomfortable? Because he wants you to be in a position where you will only depend upon him. Somebody say him. Ah, no, 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 notice. I need y'all to notice what happens in our text. Joseph is removed from what's familiar. He's removed from his home and his family. And not only that, he's sent to a place that is foreign. He's put in a pit and sent to Egypt. And notice this, he finds himself, anybody who's an avid reader of the text, he finds himself in a time of famine. Y'all, y'all, y'all see what's going on in the text? He, he's taken from what's familiar. He's put in a place that's foreign and he finds himself in a time of famine. In other words, Joseph was in a place and a position that he had never been. Uh, therefore, y'all never been somewhere where you just went that first day on, on the job, you get kind of nervous or uncomfortable because it's a place you've never been. I know I done saw it on YouTube and I see that they traveled over there, but 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 something in me is uncomfortable because I'm in a place I've never been. I don't know about anybody else, but you ever been in a place where you never been? Uh, therefore, we got to ask ourselves, what do you do when you find yourself in a place and a position that you've never been? This is what the stretching of the Lord feels like. The Lord will always stretch you to the extent where you have never been. He's trying to take you to this place where you've never been. In other words, you don't have a point of reference. I don't know if you've ever been there. Well, you you don't even have a point of reference to pull from. You have no level of revelation to glean from. Nobody to give me wisdom concerning a thing. And watch this. No resource to seek from. Tell your neighbor, it's a place I've never been. In other words, a place of no comfort. So hear this. When the Lord is stretching you, the task God gives you will always seem overwhelming. When when God is stretching you, the time constraints that God puts on you will always seem insufficient. He'll tell you to leave that relationship. He says, I need you to leave it by next week. God, that's insufficient. Uh, and, and watch this, uh, the, the trial that God desires for you to endure will always seem unbearable, a place void of comfort. Because watch this, God wants you to be in a place where you seek him for comfort alone. Watch this, watch what David says in Psalm 23 and 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. David was saying no matter where or how the Lord stretches him, I have comfort, watch this, for the Lord is with me. This is why it's critical, and I said this on last week, to make sure that it's God stretching you and not yourself. Because if you try to stretch yourself, God ain't in that. And we've got a lot of folk that have started businesses, started churches, and God was never in that. Got in marriages, and God was never in that. But when I know God is trying to stretch me to a place that I've never been, I can trust the fact. Watch this. Somebody say, God is with me. Yeah, he's Emmanuel. God, God with us. 
and, and hear this, that word comfort in Psalm 23, 4 is likened to the word reassure. So as God stretches us, as he takes us from things that are familiar, places that are foreign, and even in times of famine, he will re- reassure us that he is still with us. Oh, that's good news. You may not be familiar with where God has you, but the good news is that God is still in fellowship with you. I want to encourage uh, Pastor Natasha Tate and all those connected with Pastor Tony Tate. You may not be familiar where God has you, but God is still in fellowship with you. I don't know what I thought was was comfort when I but yet I still have a connection with Christ. Matter of fact, your disconnect from what made you comfortable is what God is trying to use for you to depend on him. God will always try to use what made you comfortable, that disconnect, to cause you to depend on him. Watch what James 4 and 8 admonishes. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Joseph had no choice but to draw nigh to God. When you lose your land, when you lose your family, when you lose what's familiar, you have no choice. God is saying, I'm going to put you in a position where all you have to do is depend on me. Uh, God wants us to draw nigh to him. So watch this so he can draw nigh to us. If you're being stretched by God in this season, the question you must ask yourself is, are you drawing nigh to him? And even more. The reason why stretching will cost our comfort is because when there is comfort, you will never go where God is calling you. Did y'all hear what I just said? Whenever you're comfortable, I don't know about y'all, y'all, you, you know you can have, you, you know, schedule the, 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 the time to go out to eat, but you in your bed and you comfortable. You done made plans with friends, but you done got on your couch, you done got your favorite socks on, and you've got comfortable. So God, what God does when he's trying to call us to a place, he makes us uncomfortable. Because if you're comfortable, you'll never move. Oh, you'll never move. You'll never move. So so, so watch this. Nobody wants to leave a place of comfort. So in order for you to move, many times God has to make you, watch this, feel miserable uncomfortable many of us will still be at that church many of us will still be with that company and even us many of us will still be in some conversations if God did not make us uncomfortable thank God that God made me uncomfortable there would be things that I would have never experienced in God there would be things that God would have never been able to do in me if I would have never if I would have been in a place of comfort and here's what Here's what folk, a lot of folk try to do even when God is calling them. They try to find every excuse as to why to stay in a place of comfort. And God is calling you somewhere else. Well, thank God it was uncomfortable. Tell your neighbor, thank God it was uncomfortable. This is why the place of stretching will cost you your comfort. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm out your way this morning. The more of God will always require more of you. It will always require more of you. And the reason why many have failed to be stretched by God is because they did not want to pay the price that stretching requires. Yet the price of stretching 
secures our promise of stretching. I don't want God to be taking me through. I don't want God to be doing all of this in my life, pruning and pressing me. I don't want to be in this place of of uncomfortability. And God does not accomplish what he needs to do in my life. So, so, So I've got to pay the price. We've got to ask ourselves, are we willing to pay the price? Stretching, hear this. Anybody that does not understand where they are in this season, stretching will cause the enemy to to conspire against you. If you see attacks, it's really just to advance you. Stretching will cost us our consent. This ain't no season to negotiate with God. Just get on your knees before God. Stretching will cost you some connections. And here's the good news. Those connections that you lost, don't feel too bad about them. They were just carnal. And I gave y'all an example of when Jesus had to rebuke Peter because Peter was in a moment or a season of carnality. I don't got time to waste because there's always, I talked about this in this series on grace, that God sends windows of opportunities or in other words, seasons of grace. And many times we try to talk and hold on to connections and people trying to keep us in certain places and we miss our season of grace for what God is trying to do next in our life. Uh, Let them go because they're carnal and stretching will cost you our comfort if you're uncomfortable in this season. If you're in a place you've never been, maybe it's that the Lord is stretching you. Because praying the price of stretching will ensure that you fulfill your purpose. The reason that I, that all of us should be willing to pay the price of stretching is because I want to fulfill my purpose. Tell your neighbor I want to fulfill my purpose. How do I know this? Just 10 chapters later in Genesis 47:11. If, there, if those that are watching, I want y'all to put that in the comment box. Genesis 47:11. The Bible says, then Joseph situated his father and his brothers and gave them a possession in the land of Egypt. The very land that he was sent to, he was able to give them possession of the land. In the best of the land, somebody say the best of the land. In the land of Ramses, as Pharaoh had commanded, and then Joseph provided his father, his brothers, and all his father's household with bread, according to the number in their families. God had a purpose for Joseph to preserve his family from the famine. Here's the good news. You know the same folks that you were trying to convince, if you could just allow God to stretch you, God would do the convincing and not you. Did y'all hear what I just said? The same folk that you're trying to take to this place that God is calling you, at some point, if you allow God to stretch you, he'll do the convincing and not you. And it's always better when God does the convincing. God, 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 God used Joseph to preserve his family from famine, yet it required Joseph to be stretched and pay the price of stretch. Watch this. That means... All that God is doing in your life, all this stuff that don't feel good, all these prices that I have to pay means that really what God is trying to do is preserve somebody's life as a result of him stretching me. If you never pay the price of God stretching you, somebody's life is on the line. Tell your neighbor, somebody's life is on the line. Somebody's life is on the line, so I've got to allow God to stretch me. 
I want to ask this to everybody that's here. Will you pay the price? Let us stand to our feet. I believe God is doing a lot of things in this season where we see no end, but I believe the Lord is trying to stretch us. Somebody say, stretch me, Lord. Father, we thank you. God, we honor you, God, for who you are. We thank you, God, that many of us, uh, based upon last week, God, we've come into agreement, God, with, with the stretching, but we're struggling with the price. God, I pray now, God, that we'll submit to the price. Somebody's life is on the line. You may have called us, God, to preserve somebody from a time of famine. But, God, we have to be stretched. So, God, we thank you now, God, for the attacks of the enemy. I know that might sound strange, God, but we thank you for the attacks. For, God, we know, God, that the attacks are here to advance us. So, God, as people conspire against us, I need somebody to know when you begin to walk in the things of God, there will be folk that will conspire against you. There will be folk that will say, uh, uh, bring up your past and bring up your background and bring up your history. They'll try to do all they can to conspire against you. But the attacks, hear this, if Joseph's brothers never attacked him, he would have never been advanced to where he was called to be. So we thank you for the attacks. God will give up the consent. Many of us have been wrestling with God. But we're not Jacob, God. This is a battle that we will not win. God, we won't wrestle with you anymore. God, we'll, we'll stop negotiating. We'll start navigating. Because matter of fact, God, you're doing a thing in our life that we know nothing about. So God, we'll submit. And God, we thank you, God, that we'll even have to lose some connections. But listen, God, we do not care because those connections are carnal. God, we're not going to spend time trying to convince folk of what you're doing in our lives. If we got to convince anybody, God, they are carnal connections. God, thank you, God, for, for lost connections. Matter of fact, necessary connections. And God, we thank you, God, that you made us uncomfortable. Thank you, God, for making us miserable because we would not have moved if we had not been miserable. God, thank you, God, that we lost what was familiar, that we lost, God, um, um, we've been put in a foreign land. God, even what seems like famine, God, we thank you that we've been uncomfortable because God will depend on you. You'll reassure, reassure us, God, that you are God with us, Emmanuel. And we bless your name for it. Help us to fulfill our purpose, God, we pray. God will pay the price of stretching. And every heart that believed said, thank God and amen. Give God a hand clap of praise as you take your seat. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.